Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi there, my name is Graham Hanlon and welcome back to Searching for Soul.
Welcome back to February's Searching for Soul and kicking us off there was George Jackson. It's not safe to mess around on me. We have a show that is going to be a little bit different this month. I'll still be spinning plenty of great music. Well, great music in my opinion. And we will not have an interview as such. I'll be joined by the Face Radio's newest recruit, who just also happens to be one of my, my good, good muckers, Mr. Mark Brown. Hello. <laughs> Great to be on board. Thanks, Graham. Cheers, mate. Well, Mark has brought me down a, a nice selection of funky sevens, and we're going to get tour right into those later on in the show. But the first hour, I'm going to play some sevens that I picked up on my recent travels from London to Manchester. Um and everywhere in between. So we're going to actually play the flip to the first seven that we just listened to there. And again, this is George Jackson, and this is talking about the love I have for you. Talking about the love I have for you. Oh, baby. How 
something nice and mellow. You know, I usually go quite hard at the start of the shows, like try to fling in a couple of bangers, now get the blood pumping, but it was nice to to uh, kind of change the pace, but we're definitely going to change the pace. We've got a, a couple of tracks now from everybody's favourite Geordies, Smooth and Terrell. Mark, did you catch Smooth and Terrell when they were in Glasgow? I caught Smooth and Terrell doing an absolutely fantastic banging live set at the Glasgow Soul and Funk Weekender. Uh, go off memory serves I think that was last year unfortunately after I, I took Covid so it should really stick in my mind but John Terrell's an absolutely fantastic singing voice and Mike Potter on keys wow what a showman he is great set great day out if you see Smooth and Terrell gigging anywhere live soon I would strongly recommend you get down to see them great band there you go the man says it uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I seen them, I seen them in Room 2 in January 2021. And I don't even think they sound checked. It, just, <laughs> it seems like they just leapt on stage. And, that sounds a bit right. Yeah, just get right <laughs> into it. But, you know, great music and great guys. So here's a bit of smoothing trail for you.
I Feel Alive and the, the B-side to that Mr Hyde by Smooth and Terrell. And you know, it was just when that was playing, Mark, um, I was having flashbacks to, what's the fella plays keys? Mike Peters. Mike Peters. So in the middle of the set... Mike Peters, Mike, Mr. Peters, whatever way you want to address him. Mr. Stone Island. Mr. Stone, yeah, he's got a very <laughs> impressive collection of Stone Island jackets. Uh, well, he, he decided to leap off stage, jump up to the bar, and order four pints of lager. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was standing relatively close to the bar when he's done this. And That's like, not like you, Graham. <laughs> And um, yeah, he's like four pints, please. And the lassie's like, oh yeah, and the ball, and he pulls his card out, <laughs> chip and pin taps to pay, and then just starts ferrying him back over towards the the stage for um, his very first bandmates. Yeah, um, a very fantastic show, many. Yeah, a very unique gigging experience. So we're going to mix up again. So you know, I I do have quite an eclectic taste within you now the whole kind of umbrella of modernism which what I would consider is makes you more mod than rather just listening to the, the same same stuff all the time. So when I was down in Soho at the start of the month I uh, managed to let's say pick up some really really cool sevens and one of them well a few of them that are going to be next up are from the Style Council um, in my humble opinion probably some of the best music that Paul Weller ever created um, ah, the age-old argument, the style council or the jam, where do you sit on this one, Mark? If the argument's about modernism, uh, undoubtedly the style council was my real introduction to modernism, Graham. The jam were a mod band without any shadow of doubt whatsoever. The style council embraced a whole new concept of modernism to me. Listen to style council... In the 80s, opened me up to guys like Toby Hayes, Miles Davis, started listening to some brass musicians, Blue Note, Stax, absolutely fantastic artists, and it just opened my ears up to a whole new spectrum of music. Great band, pal.
thing that always strikes me or has has struck me sorry I should say as when I started really getting to listen to the Style Council's music how political the writing was you know a lot of people think about the jam and go like these these angry young men and um, the content and the, the lyrics of the song but when you're listening to the, the music of the, the Style Council there's, there's such a greater deal of maturity in those lyrics but still with a very Hard message. Yep, undoubtedly so, Graham. If you listen to tracks like Money Go Round and Come to Milton Keynes, tales of a urban utopia that just doesn't quite frankly exist, that the party in power at the time was trying to peddle, uh, well, I certainly had something to say to that, coming from quite a humble working class upbringing and being totally aware that the people who are buying his music came from the same upbringing as him. Yep, he certainly got that across in his message. And not only did he get it across in his message, it came across with a funky groove too. It's a difficult thing to pull off, but he's certainly done it. Yeah, I, I think because when people think Style Council, they probably think of tracks like Long Hawk Summer, now, lying, on a, lying on a gondola with a pair of white shorts and they top on. And that, that's maybe they think the Style Council was like a bit wet or a bit soft, but... Really, it did have quite a hard-hitting message. I've always wondered why, because that was my initial um, kind of a view of the Steel Council. And I was like, how can people who live in like maybe like states and like I don't know, like South London, or like guys like you growing up in Mary Hall in the eighties, how can they find this music relevant? But obviously, it's in the lyrics. Yep, it's undoubtedly in the lyrics. Graham. Not only were they fantastic musicians they were aesthetically pleasing to look at I mean as you as you touched on there growing up in Mary Hill looking at places like Paris and the French Riviera that was all captured in the iconography of the Style King so it made you think as a young guy I want to visit places like that I want to sit in a Parisian cafe and have a cappuccino I want to beyond gondolas I want to see a bit of the world I just don't want to be factory fodder and 
grow up and uh, too up, too down, I want to see a bit of the world. And, you know, through his music, that's what he, he inspired us to, to be looking at and to be doing. And all power to him. I mean, he made his visit places like this through through the iconography of the Style Council. Visit places like Mary Hill Canal. <laughs> it's the Venice in and off. <laughs> oh God, and that's obviously a, a joke, kind of uh, geographical to, to Glasgow, but anybody who wants to go and hit up Google and now type in Mary Hill Canal, give yourself a bit of a giggle. Well, you, you mentioned Money Go Round, one of the tracks, um, just there. So that is actually the next track on this pile of sevens, you know, Coincidence or not, I'll leave that up to, to you guys to debate. But here it is. Still Council, money go round.
yeah, so we're just having a wee chuckle while that track was playing there, um, talking about radio voices, and uh, as the show is pre-recorded, um, I was playing back to let Mark hear what we just spoke about, and I was waiting for him to come back in and comment, and he doesn't realise that um, I was leaving him space to speak, and he's... <laughs> yeah, because, because my recorded voice sounds like my actual speaking voice, so we were just having a <laughs> an off an off air chuckle. Anyway, from one amazing songwriter to another, we got a couple of tracks here from the impressions and the debate. Not the debate rages on, but you know our, our good our good friend Mister Powers, who listeners of the Face Radio may have heard of, may know. Uh, Curtis always comments on Curtis Mayfield been the greatest of all time and you know the more and more of this man's music that I discover I think that is it's 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 a comment that can be definitely backed up it's certainly up for debate I think now what I don't want to tread in the boss's toes and say he's wrong but mm, that's up for debate anyway let's hear the seven and I'll give you an opinion thereafter side didn't help you to, to make up your mind. Do you know what? Here's the B-side, mate. Uh, oh, 
takes a little time Brothers and sisters, don't you worry You get yours and I'll get mine And we'll all say amen And together we'll clap our hands For we're rolling on We're rolling on The fabulous impression. So, Mark, the verdict? Certainly got my toes tapping. Uh, undoubtedly, fantastic artist with a fantastic band. The greatest soul singer of all time? Mm, that's still in the mix for me, pal. When you've got guys like Marvin Gaye, James Brown, Sam Cooke, Otis Redding, Little Stevie, Luther Vandross, Smokey, Ray Charles, Lee Fields, Charles Bradley. <laughs> Do you know what, pal? We're in a privileged position to have access to so many great soul singers and every one of them is a great soul singer in their own right. There you are, very diplomatic, sitting the fence, Mr. Brown. Yeah, quite quite the contrarian. Um, I didn't think that was going to be the case. I thought we were going to get a very a very hard answer there, you know, but uh, Mr. Brown's sitting on the fence. He must be, must be feeling comfortable. So, well, tell you what, where do you rate David Ruffin and amongst all those artists that you just mentioned there? Uh, David Ruffin is a f- fantastic artist in his own right. So let's hear some David Ruffin. Oh, the time. 
David Ruffin, an unsung hero of Motown, you may say. I'm just looking at the date, 1968, that single was released on the Motown label. So, here's another question. Please don't sit in the fence, Mark. Motown, is it the greatest record label of all time? Oh, that's a big shout, Graham, eh? When you've got labels like Stax, Atlantic, even bring it up to modern times, coal mine, record kicks. Oh... You put me on the spot here. Uh, if you're pressing me for an answer, I I'm am probably you. going to say yeah. When you've got bands like The Temptations, The Supremes, The Miracles, Jackson Five, Stevie, Smokey, mm, who else? Diana Ross, even. Yep, great label, and their outage of hits just can't be underestimated. Do you know? I think has there been better soul music made since Motown? The technical, like technical terms of music and ability to record and that stuff. Yeah, of course, but the Motown label is is timeless, and I think it's because it was it was the blueprint, it was the foundation, it paved the way for everything else that came after it, and everybody's tried to emulate it. You know, we get people in the studio to come in and record to it, and they say we want it to sound like an old Motown track. So it's like. Motown's not even, it's not just a record label, it's like a sub-genre or a genre of soul on its own. I think if you're DJing, Graham, and you'll maybe experience this yourself, if you're at a, an event and it's early on and people are a wee bit kind of reluctant to hit the dance floor, as soon as a Motown track goes on, it's it's an all-encompassing track. If, it, if it's a banger, people are up. It, Motown makes people tap their toes and get on their feet and it's just a real fun good time label and it just Motown to me is just it's a euphemism for enjoy yourself and dance <laughs> there you go then so let's get on a couple of Motown tracks first up we have the miracles with where are you going my love
not bad, not bad for a punt on three quid. Uh, and that one was picked with that was reckless record. I actually think I've done most of my um, record shopping or picked up the most records in reckless that day. We visited Sounds of the Universe, Reckless, and oh, geez, what was the name of the other one? Sister something, Mark, help me out. Is that a Soho record shop you're trying to think of? Yeah, yeah, Berwick Street. Oh, now, we visited in there, Graham, when we were down for the Dig This yeah. event. It's across the road. It's across the road from Reckless. Pass. Right, well, if anybody can help us out, please drop it in the chat, chattheface.radio.com. It's over on Discord. Um, yeah, say hello. I just realised we've been chatting this all this time and I've not even mentioned mentioned the internal chat. So if you want to say hello, please say hello and uh, yeah, we'll drop you a wee message back. More and more time. Sister Ray. was of course the Elgins with Heaven Must Have Sent You and that was picked up in the, the Reckless Hall. A word, Reckless, I just can't seem to wrap my tongue around and you know I'm so glad that this is pre-recorded because this is like my third go of trying to say Reckless Records. Um, the next couple is going to be from Sister, Sister Ray Records. Sister Ray Records, Graham. Yeah, we got yeah, there. We in got the end. there in the end. You know, I, I've said it three times. I still can't remember the name of the shop, but 
I was with a couple of good friends and they were asked, I was asking them about what kind of music should I maybe try and add into the show. And apparently, I, I don't play a lot of reggae, two-tone, you know, that kind of stuff. So they're like, get on it. And I aim to please. that was of course the beat with ranking full stop you know it's a scene that i've never really not 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 been interested in mark i've just i've never gravitated that way but there's there's still a massive massive reggae um or ska scene sorry up here in glasgow yep that's absolutely correct graham uh 78 79 when i first started buying music bands like the Specials, Selector, Special AKA, they were massive. They were regularly in the the top ten when the charts actually meant something. So they were selling singles in massive amounts and those guys still must be about buying records who were fans at the time. Yep, there's still a big ska scene in Glasgow. It's never really been something that's tickled my pickle, but hey, music's music, pal. That's it. If you like it, you want to listen to it, go for it. If you don't, well, hey-ho. We're going to move. We're going to change it up again. 
and we're going to go with Mr. Bobby Womack. And this is a track that I'd never heard before. It was released on United Artists Records in 1975. So it's called Check It Out. Check it out. There you go. Bobby Womack, you know Bobby Womack has got such an amazing back catalogue that nobody seems to to go beyond across 112th Street. It's like it was such a prolific and such an amazing songwriter. You're absolutely correct, Graham. But you probably could do with a wee satellite navigation system because you're two streets out, pal. It's across it 110th Street. <laughs> Don't ask Graham for directions, he's certainly not a taxi driver. <laughs> no, but you're right, pal, the stuff he was putting out in the early 70s, like, uh, that's the way I feel about you, happy hippo, happy hippo, happy hippo, that's a game I play with my grandson. <laughs> Women's got to have it, uh, looking for a love, he's a fantastic artist, and sometimes I feel a wee bit kind of 
undersold. Uh, so many great soul singers to choose from that he sometimes gets glossed over a wee bit, which is massively unfair in my opinion. Yeah, well, another man who I think gets glossed over slightly is an amazing, an amazing singer, is Mr. Edwin Starr. And here he is with Abyssinia Jones.
Hi, this is Andrew Lindsay of Mod Shoes and 66 Clothing. Smart shoes for smart people and inspired by legends. Enjoy listening to Searching for Soul with Graham Hallam on The Face Radio. From the soul of Brooklyn, you're listening to The Face Radio. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So we are at the turn of the hour. I really hope you enjoyed the first hour. I'm not going to call it the Soho Sevens because obviously we had a, a show Um Previously titled that, and they're not all from Soho. There was a couple indeed there from trips to Manchester as well. Um, I'd just like to remind everybody who is listening that you can contribute to the Face Radio. You can help support um, by buying a full new range of merch. It's available. A plethora of different designs on slip mats, t-shirts, pin badges. So head on over to Face Radio's website and you can see the shop. And it means that Rather than making donations or like a subscription fee, you're actually you're getting something back and something that's it's tangible as well to um, to show that you are a face radio supporter. Um, yeah, so Mark, going into the the second ever of the show, you've brought us in, you've brought us in some sevens, some funky sevens for a funky February. Uh, I'm really excited to to see what you've got on offer for us. So can you tell us, first track, title, and uh, what's it about? Okay, pal, first off the rank, we have Speedometer, and it's from the Freestyle label. Speedometer are, do you know, I'm just looking at my selections, pals, and I'm thinking they're they're quite organ uh, band orientated, and I've got to say that that wasn't deliberate, it was just happened by chance. This is a cover they done of a track I'm sure everybody will know called Happy.
nice instrumental funky groove to kick off the second hour. So you've inadvertently uh, came along with a lot of organ tracks. Would you, would you, is your preference now instrumental funk or does it have to have a vocal? No, not at all, Graham. It's I'm kind of easy to what I listen to. There's if you're listening to a fantastic piece of music, sometimes it can be a wee bit irritable when somebody comes along and shouts over the top of it. Uh, I love a good vocal, uh, whether it be male vocalist, female vocalist, it really doesn't bother me. That kind of leads us on quite nicely to my next track, which is an other instrumental. It's a, a band called the Concolo Orchestra. Now, Mm, would you say this is funk? I certainly wouldn't. I would put it in the jazz genre. I hate a pigeonhole music, but this is certainly a jazz track. It's on the Rockafort label. It only got released maybe a couple of months ago. It flew under a lot of people's radar, which I think is grossly unfair because it's an absolutely dynamite track. It's a Concolo Orchestra with a track called Blue G.
Yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from with the the, the jazzy vibes, but you know, I, I, it's still definitely got that kind of funk, syncopated guitar in there. Um, I think the the the, the rhythmical aspects of it um, in terms of percussion, uh, drums and uh, congas and stuff like that, just gives it that next that, that next level, you know. There's a lot going on in it. There's for uh, just over three minutes. There's funky intro. There's jazz, like I spoke of, but there's also a kind of Latin American groove going on in there. There's maybe something that ticks everybody's box. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the the fact that it, it goes a few places, you know, your ear can very quickly become bored to be listening to the same kind of phrase. You know, sixteen bars, thirty-two bars. You're like, yeah. right, okay, I've heard it. Now give me something new. So. I always find instrumental music that can be very repetitive very quickly. So it's always good to to listen to something that you know takes you down a few different alleyways. So next, what's next on the cards? Okay, this is a band I'm sure most of your listeners are aware of, and if not, why not? It's the Meters with a track called "Fire on the Bayou," and I first heard this oh, a number of years ago, but. It totally fell off my radar until a couple of years ago there was a show on BBC called From the Cradle to the Grave and it was the story of the DJ Danny Baker as a young fella growing up in some of the scrapes and escapades he used to get involved in. Squeeze done the opening music for it, if memory serves correctly, but the soundtrack on it was absolutely fantastic, and this was in one of the episodes, it's a track called Fire on the Bio, hope your listeners enjoy.
you know something? I, I really, really like that, Mark. And I was, I like, I like hearing people's stories of how they come by music, you know, rather than oh, I'm just, I'm just so cool, you know. I, I just, I just know everything. You like, no, I, I heard it on the telly, <laughs> and now I had to go and download Shazam. Now I didn't even know what that was, <laughs> so I could find it. But yeah, that's that's a, a great pick, mate. So. Yep. Talking about great picks, great tracks, um, earlier on in the month, I was invited down to London to the Mono Media Films premiere of Rise Above It, which is 25 years of the Stone Foundation. So the premiere was held in a very swanky hotel in Mayfair, London, which... Let's face it, everybody goes on about how tight Scottish people, but even the... The the war the, the veterans of London's social scene were complaining about the nineteen pounds for a glass of house red wine. Astronomical prices, um you will agree. But we had, we had great fun and we we all went out for a drink afterwards and a wee street in Mayfair that had two the street was tiny but still had two pubs on it and everybody congregated out in the street and you know, it was such an an amazing evening. Anyway, why are you telling us this, Graham? You may ask. Fear not. Fear Why not. are you telling us this, Graham? <laughs> Fear not, I'm about to divulge my reason. In Glasgow, I will be holding a screening of the Monomedia Films film, Rise Above It, followed by a Q&A and a performance with none other than Mr Neil Jones, Neil Sheesby, and the film's creator, Mr Lee Cogswell. And tickets are selling extremely well for that. We are down to the last... 20 odd tickets uh, I can't stress how limited the tickets are for this uh, because it's a very intimate venue so that will be the screening of the film Q&A and performance by the guys um, and it'll be in room 2 in Glasgow the 23rd of this month it's a Thursday evening you know the tickets are only £12 so you, you're getting to be part of a little bit of Stone Foundation's history uh, taking part in this very one off event so if you are interested and would like to go and you don't have a ticket yet, get yourself onto at searching for soul under slash podcast and you can, it's on Instagram, sorry. And Facebook is just at searching for soul. And you'll see links everywhere that will take you to go and buy your tickets. You know, but if you don't have social media, you can just take uh, type in the old Google. Google the the answer to all our, all, our, all life's problems. Uh, if you type into Google Ticket Scotland, you know you'll get it up in there. So we're going to move on with some music now that I've concluded my shameless plugs of my events that are that are going up here in Glasgow. What have you got for his next, Mark? Uh, next, uh, moving away from some older music from the seventies, I'm going to bring it up a bit with uh, a fantastic label uh, that's not a million miles away if we find ourselves this afternoon, Graham. This is from the label Athens of the North, who are putting out some great music in this from the city of Edinburgh. Uh, this is a track called Disco Thing by a band called Sequence. It's got a real disco vibe to it, but it's certainly a floor filler, I find. So just to, to be clear, that is Athens of the North, not to be confused by the Mary Hull Canal, which is the Venice of the <laughs> North. Here's the track. <laughs> Come on, 
So here's a question for you, Mark. Where do you kind of draw the line between disco and funk, or would you then call it disco funk or <laughs> funky disco? You know, we were we're talking about pigeonholing and where to play stuff, but I, I really, when you start talking about musical genres, the lines are so blurred now. It's a very good question, Graham, especially when it comes to disco. Uh, Primarily, I wouldn't classify myself as a, a disco DJ. If a disco track has got a, a really, really funky beat, I'll play it. And I'm thinking about Bad Girls, for example. That's got an absolutely fantastic groove on it that a lot of soul and funk DJs just wouldn't entertain. Uh, pigeonholing music. Of course, music has genres, but to me, there's no such thing as bad music. There's just music you like and music you don't like. And do you know what? The music you don't like, you don't like it yet. Do you know something? That's, well, that is that's a really good way to look at it. Because see, to be totally honest with you, like, my musical taste has really changed so diversely 
Um, in the last couple of years, like when I was younger, all, all I listened to was you know, Ocean Colour Scene, Weller, Oasis, Stereophonics, you know, any of this, that kind of stuff that was coming out in the late nineties and then through the two thousands, and it was the lack of what I found decent music coming out towards the tail ends of the kind of two thousand say, I don't know, eight onwards, and the fact that I started wanting to listen to music that my influences. We're listening, so that that then became my my journey or my search, you know, um, and then you start realizing like, wait a minute, I do like funk. If somebody put it on before, yep. you'd be like, I'm, yep. I'm just I'm flat up, I'm not listening to that. That's not what I like. You start realizing there's all these this massive massive world out there of music that uh, um, you've just dipped your toe into. Yeah, there's a lot to there's a lot to listen to, Graham. But as a wide sage once wrote. If you can't find the music to get down in boogie, there's nothing to it. Step back in time. Ah, <laughs> uh, and that 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 is um, top top class Mary Hall banter right there, Mary Hall partner. That's the finest. Uh, <laughs> oh, for anybody who's listening in uh, stateside or anywhere else in the world, you may need to go again. Type into the good old trusty. Google and get up a, a Mary Hall to English dictionary and um yeah, you can get in on the joke. So all all jokes aside, what what's playing next, Mark? Uh what's next? Uh another fantastic re- record label. Certainly I think they've got a, a great stable of artists as the Jalapeno record label. They've got guys such as Smith and Terrell that we spoke about earlier, the Allergies who are playing in Glasgow very, very soon. Itsoy Fitzroy, uh, who, Dr. Rubberfunk, Sam Redmore, Kraken Smack from the Netherlands. Uh, this is a track that I really, really like called Computer Singing uh, by Radio Trip, and this is an Alpha Mega remix by Marky Funk, who is no relation.
about them apples? How about them apples indeed? So that was Marky Funk, a track selected by Funky Mark. There you go. What do you think of that? It's a great, a great track. Uh, lots and lots going on there, pal. It's got a real funky vibe that is right up my strata. <laughs> right up my strata. Again, for anyone who needs the the Mary Hall to English Dictionary, that is right up my street. <laughs> okay, pal, next off the rank, uh, this is a, a reworking of an old song by a fella by the name of Sandy Nelson. Uh, it's Let There Be Drums, but it's covered by the incredible Bongo Band on the Mr Bongo record label. Real groove to this, I hope your listeners get down and party. So, when it comes to buying singles, Mark, you know, it's that people don't go out into record shops anymore. Well, people do go into record shops, sorry. Um, it's not like they're extinct. But there, there's so many different ways now that you can have have music that you, you mean you can have, you can buy it online and have it in your door, you know, the next day. To you, um, do you prefer going out and going out into multiple shops and let the whole kind of make the day of it kind of thing or you do you much prepare much prefer sorry 
being able to sit in the comfort of your own home, you know, maybe listening to a track on Spotify and then going, oh, I'll buy that. It's probably a mixture of both, Graham, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. There's a, a, a whole generation of kids, I feel, that are kind of missing out on a rite of passage. When I was growing up in the, the, the 70s in the city, you would hear a track on the radio that the, the record company had obviously given to the DJs. And if it kind of... If there was a hook on it and it caught your attention, you would listen for the release date and you would wait patiently for the release date. Then you would visit your local record shop and you would buy it. And it was a real rite of passage about pulling that piece of vinyl out of the sleeve, hearing the static electricity, putting it on your dance record uh, player, devouring the sleeve notes as it played. And it was a real physical thing. It was something... You owned music now seems to be in such disposable mediums that you can listen to it in Spotify and download it almost immediately. Then, if you wanted the physical record, you could jump on over to Amazon and buy it and get it delivered the next day. We seem to want our cake and eat it these days, and it's much to the demise of the independent record store that people are buying music online as opposed to visiting local record stores. But there's some record stores online that are kind of combating that, and I'm thinking specifically of Bandcamp when I say that, who are great pioneers of promoting music, especially their Bandcamp Fridays where they cut all the admin fees and the entirety of the music that you buy goes towards the artists. Runs are getting much smaller as well now, Graham. I find if you're online or you hear word of an artist that's bringing out a new single, nine times out of ten, you've got to be fairly swift to buy it. Sometimes there's only very, very limited runs, like 300 records. So if you want that disc, you've got to be in there quite quickly. Yeah, I, f- I think that, um, you know, we, we saw that with the, the first release for Car Me Love. Um, that was 300, maybe, 500. Yeah, and the last I spoke to Nick Corbin, there's a name drop. I'm sure he said to me there was only 300 ran and they were going to do a repress, but this time it was on white vinyl, but they, they, he said he wanted it to be different from the first one. And I think that was only a run of 300 too. Yeah, it, it, it makes something a rarity. You know, and you're like, it's cool because you have it. It also opens the door up to undesirable types who move amongst us, you know, who will go out and buy like five or six and then... Once it's sold out, try and sell them on. So, no, I don't. I personally don't agree with that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I think the short runs a lot of the time because you know it's a risk and reward factor with putting music out. Um, but I'm pretty sure a lot. Of it, it comes down to cost as well. Um, I think it is really people don't realise like how expensive it is to to put a vinyl out and you know the the profit margins are so 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 tight as well and for independent artists who aren't with a record label and try to do it all themselves you know it's it's a it's a very big thing and that's how i always try to encourage people and especially if they're at gigs if somebody's selling vinyl and they've got a record pack it up because a lot of the time you go well it's what 10 12 quid you know and it's well all right what's that the price a couple of pints don't have the the last four pints after it and pick yourself up uh, a wee record. Four pints, Graham. When was the last time you bought a ring, pal? <laughs> 1994. <laughs> no, okay. 1994, I was eight. Um, 
Yeah, I'm jesting. Anyway, we we digress massively from our funky February. Uh, Mark, give us more funk. What's coming? Okay, you asked for more funk and more funk's coming off the rank, pal. Funk, funk. Again, this is another cover. I've seen uh, the outset that the themes seem to be organ bands. The theme certainly seems to be covers the more I think about it. This is uh, a track by Stone Soul Picnic with their version of Mr. Jimi Hendrix Cross Down Traffic. There, another another organ cover. I'm pretty sure there's um, some kind of insinuation in there. It's definitely not meant or implied. So, Mark, how are you finding being part of the Face Radio now? Uh, the Face Radio is a great, wonderful community. When my show first went out on the 13th of last month. I logged into Discord just to see if there was going to be any any traffic and some of the more established DJs on there were incredibly kind to me. Uh, they were really giving me a big up for my show and the tracks I was playing, which was an enormous pat in the back and certainly made me feel very, very welcome in the Face Radio community. Uh, some fantastic DJs in there that I listen to on a regular basis and I'm delighted to be part of that. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, bringing in more more DJs from, you know, all around the world, you know, you've got people literally who broadcast from all over the world. It makes it so, so unique and so diverse. So you're always, always going to get something different. Um, You know, 
maybe it may take some listeners in the US or Japan a, a, a wee while to get used to more of these um, Glaswegian or Scottish accents. But maybe, Sorry, what was that? Yeah, but you know what? If, um, they can understand our good friend, Mr Pete Brady. There's hope for us yet. <laughs> Tell for the morning. Yeah, I kid you on, Pete. We, um, we, we love you to bits, mate. And um, yeah, we're, we're very grateful for you. So, Mark. Here, here. Yeah, here, here. Yes, indeed. Right, Mark, what's what's next? Okay, next off the rank, uh, it's another one from the Mr Bongo record label. Albeit this time it's one of our subsidiaries, SB Moon Records. This is a track by the Al Man Munzee and the Embraceables. That's a bit of a mouthful for you after a couple of pints, eh? And this is a track called Die Happy. <laughs> Really enjoy. Do you know what? I'm going to maybe stick 
stick my neck out there a bit and say that I think is the best best one out of the bunch so far in 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 my opinion. Not that I'm, I'm saying any of the rest were bad. <laughs> <laughs> so everything previous you didn't enjoy. <laughs> no, um, no, no, not at all, not at all. It was um, it was very good, but I just I don't know that just kind of that tickled me. So, Mark, for anybody who didn't hear your your kind of your maiden voyage here on the Face Radio. Um, your show is indeed it's called Right Track. Yep. Funk and Soul Club. Can you just tell us a bit about now the, the kinda the show and what listeners can expect? Uh okay, the show is an hour sixty minutes of funk and soul. Uh I try to deliberately have no genres to the funk and soul that I'll play. Uh, it could be Northern Soul, it could be Motown, it could be Philly, it could be organ-based, it could be Blue-Eyed Soul. Anything that's got a groove that's funky and it's soulful, I'll play. The show that's next coming up on the second Monday of March... I'll maybe be dipping my toes into a bit of gospel, maybe even a bit of disco. If it's good, I'll play it. Nice one, Mark. And when when is your allocated slot? So just people can can get the get it in the diary or file a fax or you know whatever the <laughs> whatever their medium is to try and remind themselves. File a fax, Graham, you're showing your age, your pal. Okay. <laughs> I was just, do you know what? I was just trying to make you feel more comfortable. That I didn't want to say now stick it in your, your reminders on your iPhone, you know. I was just, I was just trying to um, make you feel a bit more at ease. Put it on your Nokia 3310. <laughs> okay, it's, uh, the next broadcast is going to be going out on the second Monday of March, but it will be the 13th of March. There you go. And can you just quickly let us know what is your penultimate track of the show. Okay, it's another from the Athens of the North who are putting out some fantastic discs at the moment. This is Get a Good Feeling by Brief Encounter.
So a massive thank you to my guest, Mr. Right Track Funk and Soul, Mark Brown. Mark, you've played some absolutely fantastic tunes for us. Um, thanks for coming down to the studio today. Thanks for having me, pal. And just a quick reminder of our Stone Foundation event, which will be the 23rd of March here in Glasgow. You can get your tickets on our socials, and that's going to be the screening of the Rise Above It film, Mono Media. Really hope you can come down and say hello. And you know what? I'd also like to fling in a wee thank you to our sponsors, Andy Lindsay, over at Mod Shoes in 66 Cloven. Andy done me a real solid and sent me a lovely pair of shoes for the, the Mono Media premiere down London to make sure that I was looking dapper. So thank you very much, Andy. This is our final track of the evening. The evening, well, whatever time it is for you and wherever you are, this is Brief Encounter and a good feeling. Please enjoy. Get off my horse and 